Good morning. This morning, I'm going to invite us to open our Bibles to Genesis 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. But before we do, let us open up with prayer. God, we thank you for your brilliance, for music, for voice. Lord, we love you and we honor you. And we pray that your Holy Spirit continue to dwell amongst us, that you sit with us, that you prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your word, God. Lord, that we be blessed by you. God, I pray that you cleanse my lips and my mind and my heart with a coal from your altar, that you forgive me my sins, God. That it be your word, Lord. We need you, God. Help us hear you this moment. And I pray that it be much, much more of you and less of me, God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to read from Genesis 15, but before we do, I want to share with you a story. I was 14 years old, and it was my very first time camping. And we went to uh, California. We have lots of family in California. And so we went to California, and we camped at, at Yosemite, a beautiful place. But I am very much... Well, I was more at that time an inner city girl. I'm from Chicago. And so going to Yosemite and camping in a tent was really wild for me. And I was a teenager with an attitude, so I was very hesitant. But nonetheless, even though there was hesitation and question and doubt, um, I was also excited about the adventure with my cousins and my family. Well, regardless, my mom put me in the car and we went camping. And we set up tents and there was a lot of us and each uncle and aunt set, on a, uh, set up their tent and we had a big circle and there was a big campfire in the middle. And I remember that very first night, I sat on a log with two of my cousins and there was all this sound of my family, people talking and laughing, my cousins chit-chatting and I sat there and I looked up and all of a sudden all of the sounds became distant because I became in awe of the starry night see Chicago is very bright at night so it really doesn't get dark much at all and so you can't see many stars and there I was in in the mountains at night, surrounded by my family, with my cousins close by, amazed at the stars. It was like as if I was looking at the night sky for the very first time in my life. And inside of me, I began to just tell God, wow, how beautiful. And, of course, God in his genius and sense of humor and amazement, there was a shooting star. And I thought, this is too much. <laughs> it felt like that commercial for a vehicle, you know, the perfect scene, the mountains, the stars, and the shooting star. And yet, it was my reality. 
there I was in such a beautiful moment, an amazing moment of my life. However, although that was an amazing moment, that time of my life was not an amazing time. See, when I was 12 years old, my oldest brother, Manuel, he died of leukemia. He was 10 years older than I was. And although years had passed, I was still recovering from the pain of the loss. I was trying to make sense of family again because we did not grow up with a father. So he was our, our father figure. He helped me with my homework, my science projects. He took us to church and he was gone. And I was trying to recover my vision of life without the guidance of my brother. Well, there we were, my mom, my cousins, my aunts and uncles, out in Yosemite, in the mountains. And for a city girl like me, it, it felt like I was in the wilderness. But I was in awe of the brightness and the abundance of the stars like I had never seen before. Because for me at that time, I was out in the wilderness physically, but I was also in the wilderness spiritually and emotionally. And there God met with me. See, God does that. He gives us moments of amazement and awe in the midst of the wilderness in our lives. Genesis, it tells us of such a time in the life of a historical man named Abram. Although Abram was prosperous in material good, he was on a journey seeking the promise God had given him of land and blessing. And he was walking faithfully, and yet there were a lot of difficulties on that journey. And although we're going to read from chapter 15, if you go a little bit back to chapter 12, for instance, there we read that there was a famine. And Abram's responsibility was big. And there was a famine. And so he had to, he had to migrate to Egypt. And there he lived as an immigrant, less, less than citizen, where he feared for his life and his wife's life. Chapter 13, he is separated from his nephew Lot, and so his family is split in order to survive. Chapter 14, his nephew is taken captive, and Abram and some of the men of his household, he had many workers, they all got together and physically fought to rescue him, and they did. So there was a time in Abram's life, this prosperous man with material goods, Bible says that he had a lot of slaves, he had a lot of livestock, he had lots of silver and gold, and yet the famine was there. So when we read about words like famine, we, we need to try to have empathy with folks going through that. I imagine that it was extremely stressful for Abram because he couldn't, he couldn't transform his gold and silver into food, into the nourishment for the people that were under his responsibility. 
So he had that stress of what am I going to do? There's a famine. What are we going to eat? He lived in Egypt. This was a man that probably was used to authority and respect. And we had, when he had to move to Egypt, he was an alien there. And he was threatened and humiliated. His family was split, his nephew taken captive. Abram had gone through extreme difficulties at this time of his life. Meanwhile, while all of this stress is going on socially around him, there's also something happening inside of the home between him and Sarah, his wife. They had not had a child together. And he had been praying for an heir for all of his goods and his blessings. So this is a time in Abram's life where things are difficult. And now let us read what happens next in chapter 15. We're going to read verses 1 through 6. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be great. But Abram said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him, This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue, your very own child, shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside. God brought him outside and said, Look toward the heaven and count the stars, if you are able to count them. Then he said to him, So shall be your descendants. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. So Abram, going through all of these difficulties, is called out by God. In verse 1, the Lord tells Abram, do not be afraid. I am your shield, and your reward shall be great. God tells a man, in a time of famine, who has lived as an alien, less than a citizen, a man with no land, a man with no heir, he tells him, don't be afraid. First thing, don't be afraid. In church, the same goes to you and me. We need to live a life of faith. All throughout scripture, the Bible tells us that it is through faith that we are saved. We cannot live afraid. That is not a life that God, that Jesus Christ came to give us. We need to be brave and trust in God. And then the second thing is so beautiful. First he tells him, don't be afraid. But then he follows up telling him, I am your shield. In other words, it is not, you're not on your own. It is not through your own strength. It is not through your own effort, your own wisdom, your own prosperity. I am your shield, says God. I have two beautiful boys. And they're all into that superhero thing. And there's one superhero, I don't want to uh, say the name, but there's one superhero that has a shield. You know which one I'm talking about? Has a shield. 
and it seems to be bulletproof. And every time they're fighting the villain, that superhero with his shield is able to protect not only himself, but people behind him. Now get that idea, that vision, and relate that to our God, telling you and me, I am your shield. When we are able to receive that blessing from God, then all fear is gone. Because God is our shield. So the first thing God tells Abram, don't be afraid. Second thing is, I am your shield. And third, your reward shall be great. And I love the sequence of that. Because in order for our reward to be great, our blessing, we have to live a life that is brave and courageous, trusting in the protection of God. What a wonderful message for all of us today. And then Abram, after hearing that, he shares his anguish to God. He says, but God, I don't have a son. How are you going to bless me? Who do I inherit this to? This blessing to? I don't have a child. And in verse 5, God calls him outside. The Bible says he, God brought him outside. See, this conversation between God and Abram was at night. And it's likely that Abram was in his tent sleeping. So in verse 5, God brought Abram outside. He took him outside of his tent. It was then that God told him, was able to tell him to look at the stars and count them. It was only then when Abram left his tent that he was able to see the blessing of the promise of God. Sometimes we need to exit our space of comfort, our nesting space, with God, we need to be genuine, even if it's exposing our vulnerability. And so, in difficult times, we need to not be afraid in order to move forward. I'm not sure what that looks like for you. Maybe you've hidden in your comfortable place, in your tent, far too long due to loss, disappointment, disillusion, Someone has betrayed you. But God is telling you this morning, it is time. Come out. Don't be afraid. Trust me, God says, for I am your shield. Others have failed you, but I will never fail you, God. Stand with me, and I will protect you. And God is saying, I want to heal you this morning from that disappointment, from that lack of trust. And maybe others are in a shelter in your tent because you're ashamed. Maybe you hurt somebody else. And God is offering forgiveness to you this morning and inviting you to forgive yourself and be cleansed with the blood of Christ. Maybe it's low self-esteem. You don't feel sufficient. Oh, I can't do that. I don't know. I'm afraid. I don't want to come. I don't want to receive. I'm not sure if I'm ready. But remember that it is the Holy Spirit in each of us that empowers us. It is not our own strength, our own wisdom. It is complete with the wisdom and the power and the love 
of the Holy Spirit. And maybe some of us have been in a tent that we've created for ourselves. Maybe we've created a space of what I like, what is good for me, this is what I enjoy. And so what ends up happening is that we become sheltered and limited with that. With this only what I like and what I want and this self-interest. And see, Jesus Christ, the gospel, is calling you and me out as Christians to be the light in the world. So you have to move on from what only you like and what only you need. Either way, whatever that space looks like for you, the invitation is for growth to move forward. Is to come out and see the stars. Don't be afraid. I am your shield. And your reward will be great. If we are not willing to be aware of what it is that is our comfortable space. And coming out to see the blessings that God has for us. We will limit ourselves from seeing that abundance in Christ. God continued in verse 5 with Abram, a man without a child yet, and said to him, you see all these stars? That is how many descendants you will have. God is telling Abram something that sounds impossible. How, God, am I going to have all of these descendants? And God reminds us that the blessing that God has for us is beyond our imagination. See, you and I, we get to read the story after. It turns out that Abram and his wife Sarah did have a child, and they named him Isaac. And then Isaac had a child, and they named him Jacob. And then Jacob had a whole bunch of kids, and the whole people of Israel came from Abram and his descendants. All of the people of Israel. And you know who else? Jesus Christ. The blessing to all nations. Can you imagine what the courage of just one man? Abram had no idea what you and I now know. He had no idea. All he saw was this wow, amazement of stars. It brings me back to when I was 14 and I saw my first shooting star. I said, wow, how is this? This is amazing. There is so much ahead of you, ahead of each of us, if we only have the courage to step forward. And so let me give you a simple example of what that can look like. I worked with family ministry for some years and um, I often heard parents, parents would tell me, Rocio, I'll do anything. I'll cook. I'll drive the bus. I'll chaperone. I'll stay over in a lock-in. Just please don't ask me to pray out loud. And I never pressured them, you know. But I found it fascinating that an adult Christian was really afraid, terrified, to pray out loud. And I'm not judging, I just find it fascinating. 
Well, here's the thing. I imagine all of us pray at least in our minds, right? So we all pray somehow or another. It's just having that courage. And it's, it's like a big step to come out and say it out loud. Can you imagine the impact of your child seeing you pray out loud during youth group? Even if they play it off, even if they pretend like they don't care. It will stay in their memory. And you know what will likely happen? Your child will then do the same with his children. Can you imagine the impact of your child seeing you pray at night out loud for them and blessing your home? All those wonderful, quiet conversations that you have in your mind, saying them out loud will testify and teach your children. Just that step. It sounds simple, but I know it can be terrifying. I'm just saying, okay, I'm going to pray out loud. That's one simple example. What is it in your life that God is saying, hey, come out here. Come out here. I want to show you the sky. Don't be afraid, for I am your shield. And I promise you that you, when you come out here, the blessing, your reward will be great. That is my prayer for us. That we each have that time of awe with God. When was the last time you've stepped out to see the blessing that God has for you? That you've been in awe with God? Or have you ever at all? Have you ever witnessed all the stars of blessing that God has for you in your life? Let us pray. God, we love you and we thank you for loving us. For loving us so much that you call us towards your blessing. That you give us vision to see and be in awe of the glory, the abundance, and the brightness that is meant. God, I pray for a blessing for each and every one of us here. That sometime, God, between now and next Sunday, that you call us and that we have the courage to come out. And that you open our eyes so that we can see and give us brave and trusting hearts. For we are under your shield. Thank you, Lord. We love you. We honor you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.